वेलकम ऑल नमो ब्रह्मादिभ्यो ब्रह्म विद्या संप्रदाय कर्तृभ्यो वंश ऋषिभ्यो महद्यो नमो गुरुभ्य शंकर शंकराचार्य केशव बादरायण सूत्रभाषिकृत वंदे भगवंतरो गुरुरात्मेदी मूर्तिद विभागिने व्योमवत्याय दक्षिणामूर्त नम so we have been proceeding with the mantras of katha upanishad and we completed the first three valleys of first chapter we are entering the second chapter with the next three valleys yes explained in the last class in the last statement from the upanishad for the first the first chapter third valley नाचिकेतमुपाख्यानम मृत्युपोक्त सनातनम उधावी ब्रह्मलोके महीयते वाज द इंडिकेशन सेइंग सम सेड दैट नाचिकेत उपाख्यानम इज ओवर हियर बट देन इफ यू सी द मंत्रास व्हिच आर कमिंग नाउ फ्रॉम नाउ ऑनवर्ड्स यमा इज रीटरेटिंग टू नचिकेता एतद्वैतत व्हाट यू आस्क्ड इज इंडीड दिस that you can hear in the mantras which are coming which means that even though the the muni or the rishi of upanishad have not referred to yama and nachiketa in these chapters which are coming but it is indeed a reply to nachiketa's question which was the third question what is that which some people say is existing after death and some others say there is nothing left after death so what is that so for which yama after having given the beautiful what are the methods and that some example of how to do a meditation how to use your own body as an example for a journey towards achieving the goal the chariot example was discussed in the last chapter now here is further into the same subject but in a different methodology is what here we can see in this the first mantra says that paranchikani vedranat swayambhu tasmat paran pasyadin andaratmen kaschid deeraha pratyekatmanam aikshat avrutta chakshu amrutatvam icchha paranchi khani vedranat swayambhu tasmat parang pasyati क्रियेट so here we have to understand the word when he said swayambhu the word mantra used in the upanishad has got a very very important meaning is that it is referring to another mantra from the taittiriya upanishad so kamayata bahusyam prajayeti he willed to become many that he himself became many so here here also he is saying swayambhu so what does it mean that it is one which has appeared to have become many 
ajayamano bahuda vijayade even though not created as many it appears to have become many that is the word swayambhu now the word vyadranat in the typical language is indicating destroyed or or you know nullified or created for it is it is become a incapable equipment type of a thing vyadranat hani is sense organs paranchi means looking outward achi achi para plus anchu dadu anchu means extra extrovert tasmat pasyati na antaratma therefore it cannot see the inner self kaschit dirha some intelligent one amrutatva michan with the desire of immortality chakshuhu avrutta aikshad atmanam pratyagatmanam by turning inward his vision he saw the inner self pratyagatmanam aikshad now paranchikani vetranat swayambhu when the creator became the objects and the subject which we are individually each one of us are the sense organs through which the interaction with the world outside has to happen was destroyed or made incapable of looking inward and therefore destroyed seeing only it can see outward that is why the man, the rishi says it is destroyed the sense organs were destroyed at the time of creation because it cannot see 360 degrees it can only see outward so when it is directed outwards it is not able to see inward when it is turned outward that is very important because subsequently he says avrutta chakshu here avrutta chakshu doesn't mean the eyes only the vision only it is that here the chakshu stands for the experience the one looking for the experience from within kaschit diraha not everyone kaschit the word kaschit has got a very important uh, connotation here is that by default all of us are looking outward and we are engaged in the sense objects outside like the the horses of that example where it is said no it is looking outward the mind is the only one which can which is which is able to control it and the intellect is required to direct it so we is using the same example of the the ratha kalpana or the chariot example of the previous valley the avrutta chakshu here is directly saying that the experiences which are we are getting from outside is meaningful to us as an inner self the objects are outside how an object which is distinct and different from me is making an experience to us through the sense organs is not a question which anybody and everybody asks we are able to see things outside and we accept the things are seen are the things which we are seeing but there is something called the experience of seeing experience of hearing experience of touch and all those other senses five senses so when we have a comp- 
complete experience of anything external we we are having the experience within us while the object is external to us how does this happen not anyone and everyone enquires into this this aspect of how does object outside become experiences to me including when i say object outside we should also take our emotions mentals and emotion thoughts and feelings also because that also is known to us as things happening in the mind level so when we are not able to understand why an object outside should give me happiness or sorrow the same object sometimes give happiness sometimes it gives sorrow there is something which is inexplicable in the whole thing but i am not able to say why it is happening that way so that is why there the necessity of looking inward where it is happening because the object per se is external and nothing is happening there the objects are as it is the way the light flow gives the you know reflection of the objects is that nothing which changes it reflects at the same way to everyone to some it is pleasant to some it is sorrow some for some people it it is you know neither sorrow or happiness so the same object with the same light is giving different experience to different individuals so why do such a situation happen to different people and what is that happening unless i know from my own because i can't get into the mind and the experience of others and analyze it this is where the science fails science can only do the third party investigation or external investigation this has to be done by the seeker himself by looking inward or searching for the experiences while it is happening within us what is that makes the sense organs input from the world outside become happiness or sorrow or you know without any happiness or sorrow for the individual this you cannot search from the other people you have to do it yourself therefore you have to take the courage therefore dhimantaha dheeraha the one who has the courage to look inwards such a person only can see the substratum in which experiences are happy the experiences are itself reflections which is projected into the substratum from the world outside through the sense organs the mind is the one which is receiving it and the mind has the substratum but it is a reflected substratum it itself doesn't because there in the mind also we have happiness sorrow and other feelings which are coming up so when the rishi or the mantra says that avrutta chakshu amrutatvam ichchan pratyagatmanam aikshat he saw himself which ramana maharshi says search who you are find who you are is reflected in this mantra only when we look inward for whom it is happening we know who we are until and otherwise we are assuming that i am the seer i am the taster i am the touch i am the one who has the sense or senses and i am the one who has happiness and sorrow and all these feelings so it is 
while it is happening i am aware of that so there is there is something which is who is aware of these things happening in within that awareness or that substratum or that entity which is acknowledging which in which it is having or it is a witness to these things coming to itself that can be seen only by by searching within itself no amount of searching outside will end in a positive result or will give you an idea as to why it is happening because everything that is happening is within us so the sol- solution has to be seen within us explaining further in the same thing in the same line uh, the rishi goes says parancha kaman anyanti balaha te mrityur yanti vitastasya pashyapasham adha dhiro amrudatvam viditva dhruvam dhruveshu iha nap prarthyante prarthayante balaha the one which is not having the right knowledge we call bala such people that who have no discrimination because they are they are just you know slaves of situation or inputs they get attracted they get distracted but they have no capacity to think about the cause and effect or why it is happening so such people are called bala ha anuyandi paranch kaman they follow the external pressures that is why they are called bala because the temptation which is being given by the sense organs is the one which is dragging us to engage with the world outside so one who cannot discriminate between what is that attraction in the object and who is getting attracted why it is happening that dhiratvam if you don't have you will be attracted to or the external pressures te yanti mrityopasham they enter into the web of death mrityopasham here means momentariness one happiness or one object and happiness finish that is dead another object comes up another object enjoy or sorrow again that goes so mrityopasham is the bondage created out of that impermanency of the object outside they do not know when they are dra- dragged outside by the sense organs and they are virtually remaining in the clutches of death which includes their own identification with the body vidatasya viditva dhruvam amrudatvam one the wise dhiraha vidatatya vidatasya viditva that all pervading nature of dhruvam amrudatvam that absolute immortality which is there in everything so if we look at it why does that vidhitasya means it is not only inside outside also a dhira the one who is intelligent enough wise enough he sees the permanency in the impermanency when the mud fort is destroyed the mud still doesn't get destroyed when the ornaments are melt mel molten the gold remains the the substratum in which the ornaments have come even when the waves subside the ocean from which the waves came have not gone through 
these are all even though relatively permanent and impermanent things there is a dhruvam amrutatvam the extreme or the ultimate immortality in which even the nama roopa of the jagat the prapancha itself is an appearance because we have got a short lifetime so we don't see that you know the birth of the prapancha and the death of the prapancha they the prapancha in, even if you look at in the scale time scale our life of 100 years or 60 years or 100 years itself looks very minuscule compared to the the life of the planets and the cosmos etc but the one who can see the birth of the cosmos or the birth of the prapancha and the de- demolition or the dimini or the dissolving of the prapancha the appearance and demolition for him even that the the millions or billions of years of the cosmos or the universe itself becomes momentary so dhruvam amrutatvam is understood by that dira who sees that permanency in from which even the so called the long cosmos or the universe comes what to say about the pittance of human life which is 60 or 100 years of life so dhiraha athana pratayande therefore they that dhira do not pray for iha adruveshu he is not at all attracted by the impermanent things which is being brought into his firm his attention by the sense organs he sees the impermanency of all the sense objects and he sees the permanency of that dhruvam amrutatvam the that the one absolute permanent the existence from which everything can appear into which everything goes and that that permanent thing which is amrutatvam is immortality and it is also dhruvam beyond which there is nothing else as permanent so he knowing that having viditva vidatasya viditva they having known that that's the universality or the wide wide the, the what you call the spread of it existing everywhere he is no more attracted by the impermanent things which are being brought in by the sense organs then goes to the next verse yena roopam rasam gandham shabdan sparshancham aidunan etena eva vijanaati kimatra parishishyate etadvaitat now this is where i said that you know it is a answer to kenajiketa natiketa what is that tat kim so uh, here yama says etadvaitat it is this this is indeed that what is that yena etena eva vijanaati by this alone one knows what shabdan sparshan roopam rasam gandham rithunan everything by the five sense organs shabda sparsha rasa roopa gandham all the five sense organs objects of that is known yena vijanaati yena etena eva vijanaati the mind can know these inputs from the five sense organs only in the presence of that in the absence of that 
the body even with the sense organs is incapable of sensing anything which is in, in it, it is touching you can even burn the body nothing is touching the body he doesn't feel anything but touch sense of touch goes sense of pain goes sense of smell i everything goes so that by which these sense organs are able to perceive the light sound taste touch whatever is left out came parisheshare anything what you can think about it both external and internal there is nothing here other than that in this one all these things are known or understood or experienced only if that is present in the body etadvaitat that is indeed what you have been asking onachiketa you have been asking what remains after the body is dead etadvaitat this is that what you have been asking that which is in the body through the body and through with with the presence of which only the body, the sound and the other sense organs can have any any impact on the body here includes he includes migran for the sensual pleasures also so all those things can have any refer, any relevance only if that is present inside that inside the individual avrutta chakshu amrutattvam ichan only when you look inside you can find that is present therefore everything outside is present when that is not present inside the world outside is also not there to example to give that explanation the next mantra says swapnandam jagaridandam cha ubau yena anupashyadi mahandam vibhum atmanam matva dhiro na shodati beautiful verse swapnandam andar swapne inside the swapna or all the experience of of dream jagaritandam andar jagarite means everything what we are experiencing the waking cha ubau these two yena anupashyandi who realizes that these experiences of the dream and the waking and both mahandam vibhum atmanam the all encompassing atma which is vibhu vibhutva means it is sarvatra there is not an not a corner or a not a spot which where it is not there mahandam min andam mahandam mahanandam there is no end to it atmanam that is within inside you is there the same thing which is everywhere there is no inside and outside from that the point of view of that atma that knowledge or existence awareness from the satya jnanam anandam from that satchidananda state there is no inside it is only when we refer that i am limited to the body we have the experience of inside and outside the world that even if you consider that the jagrat avastha jagratantam the world outside is seen in as outside in the waking but when it comes to swapnandam there is no world outside yet everything as a world is experienced by the individual so where do you where do you bifurcate between the two 
there is no virtually there is no difference between the experiences of the dream and the virtual experiences of waking both are phenomenons which are no phenomena which are not available in in in, in all the time the, the the experiencer who has been referred in the previous verse previous mantra is the mahantam vibhuvatmanam that atma is inside only if that is present the world outside as well as the world of the dream can be experienced matva dhiro nashotati knowing that what is that reality which is my nature the nature of everything not only when i say my nature it is not an exclusive property of mine it is a property of every atom or every molecule in this world everything is spread by that mahan vibhum so everything has got that in it as its own reality or its own nature or its own swarupa the dhiraha the one who intelligently analyzes who thinks about it matwa knowing that <coughs> na sochati he abandons all his sorrow because there is nothing more to be you know sorrowful about it or nothing to be happy about it he is everything when you become everything then what is there to be coveted by or what is there to be rejected by neither is not, neither anything can be rejected nor can anything be coveted <coughs> sorry so in that that feeling of ekatvam ekatvam anubhashyata there is that feeling of oneness that there is no separatedness or there is no two separate or the entities outside knowing that matwa dhiro na sochati only the one who can think here the dhira is being repeated to in he refer to that saying avrutta chakshud kashchid dhiraha avrutta chakshud that word has to be ringing in our mind for that the rishi of the mantra says that dhiraha is repeated here matwa dhiro na sochati knowing that dhira that nobody and he doesn't get any more despair to know something then the next mantra is also similar to eda advaita brahma nachiketa being told that ya imam madvandam veda atmanam jeevamantikat ishanam bhuda bhavyasya cha bhuda bhavyasya na tato vijugupsate eta advaita sa yaha vedaha the one who knows now that he is in the previous mantra he said matwa dhirohana shochate that dhiraha ya vedaha that same dhiraha when he knows that imam jeevam atmanam this life which we call it as jivatma is atmanam madvam madvadam madvadam is a word which is literally meaning tasting honey here the word is used to implicate that experiencing of all karma phalas or i experiences of actions and its results is jiva is the one who is experiencing the actions and results in the presence of atma that only when that light is the that suprakasha atma is there then only he is he that is the time when he feels that he is the enjoyer of the results and actions and all but 
antikat to be identical with ishanam bhuta bhavya from the past and future na vijugupsade he do not get you know he is no more desiring that what does it mean that knowing that atma is only a witness neither the doer of the action nor the enjoyer of the action nor the seer of seer or toucher of feeler or sensor by the sense organ the actions of the sense organs and the enjoyment of those objects both karma phala karmas and karma phalas are only like a lord he is he is sitting there and ordering for the sense organs to perform but he is not the one who is performing nor enjoying it it is the one who is fighting the battle for the king who goes through the pain of wounds and suffer the king is using only the servants same way the sense organs are our servants for operation of in the world outside but the mind which is controlling that the senapati feels that you know the suffering and winning is of the mind but the word the lord atmanam ishanam bhuta bhavyasa the one who is beyond the present and the future he is residing in the body or performing through the body upadi twena he is neither acting nor is he enjoying etadvaitad that atma is what you have been asking that this is when the person is alive he is he is present there as a witness to everything but he is neither the doer nor the enjoyer here this the mantra for this shankara has explained it is that using that now that the typical feeling which everyone has that you know swarga kamo yajeda the rituals and other things are required for all those things are only for the body the atma is nisangaha nirlepaha it is neither touched by that karmani nal impande so like that the karma the engagement everything is not for the atma the body is the one which is going through the engagement and hence the the problems of engagement then disengagement is all at the body level knowing that dhiraha na vijugupsade the the dhira the intelligent one do not cry or do not cry over the things which are happening for the body etadvaitata this is indeed that atma which you have been asking about unachiketa similar in the same line he is one more one more example he is going and referring to ya purvam tapaso jadamadhya purvam majayata guhyam pravishya tishtantam yo bhuder bhaver pasyataha etadvaitata yaha vyavashat vyapashat vyapashyata one who knows atma as tapasa purva jatam tapasa vijignasasva so the the tapas which is being referred here is to refer that that desire of the 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 hiranyagarbha or the virat or the sukt you know avyakta atma brahma before becoming the saguna ishra the nirguna nirguna tattvam before becoming that the 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 veda says that 
saikshata bahusyam prajayedi he willed to he want to become many that there the will is not the desire like how human beings have the desire it is the desire there is not the desire there it is the as the mantukya upanishad say that tulya spandana meva it is just a pulsation within itself there is, that pulsation cannot be called a will but for no other word to describe it the mantra in the rigveda says that sa ikshata bahusyam prajayedi let me become many would did he become many no he did not become many ajayamano bahuda vijayade even without becoming many he appeared to have become many so where he says that tapasa purva jatam so before that intends to become tapas here is for to uh, not the physical tapas which we human beings do like you know krishna krutham chandrayanam the fasting and doing other type of uh, tapas which is bodily pain bodily punishments it is not that what he is referring to here is tapas is is from that you have to understand that that jnana jnanaadi lakshana brahmana ityedat so that knowledge when it exhibits itself it is called tapas in the brahma and the nirguna brahma level that lakshanam param parprathamam tapah jnanaadi lakshana brahmana of brahman of that cosmic satya jnanam anandam nimma the the jnana the knowledge in the form of an intent is what is to be taken as a tapasya jatam utpannam hiranyagarbham so therefore he became the hiranyagarbha which is thereafter producing the prapancha so here the tapasa should be taken from that point of view yo adbiha purvam ajayatah before the water so in the in another upanishad the method in the process of creation says that from the water the life came out adbiha prithivi ajayatah so adbya purvam even before the creation tanmatra creations the one who is before that guham tishtandam bhutebi now that is a very important word which we should understand bhutebi means in every creation guham tishtandam means ghutena tishtandam he is concealed himself in every creation he cannot be seen in the creation but without him the creation doesn't have exist it is just like space in space everything can exist but space is not seen inside the object or in the object or even in the thing but without space nothing can exist something similar guham tishtandam bhutepihi for in every creation the presence of that etadvaitat that indeed is present in every creation whether you call it as a molecule or a quark or even the entire cosmos or visible universe or invisible universe or multiple universe whatever want you say in every everything that is spread in which everything exists 
So guham tishtandi means gudena tishtandi. It has not become many. Like the, the example in the Upanishad where they say that the, you know, the gatakasha, matakasha, the, the space inside the house or the space inside the school or a, or a, or on the surface of the earth. There is no difference between that. It is there through and through. Same way, this one who knows that Yapashataha, then for him there is no looking further. Then the next mantra says, Yaha Pranena Sambhavati Atidir Deva Devatamayi Guham Pravishya Tishtantim Ya Bhute Bhijyadayata. Now, Aditi is the goddess. Devata Mai is embodied in all devatas. Just as Aditi is in spreading in the, all the Devata Mai, Devata Mai is because Aditi is the one which is spreading in all the devatas. Ya Sambhavati, from where that devatas are born. Pranena Ya Vijayataha. The Prana, here the Prana is referring to Atma only. The word prana is just uh, indicating to atma. Prana ye vyajayata. From prana or the atman or from where it is appeared to have born. Bhutevi guhayam pravishya. After having entered. Patrishtva tadeva anupravishyad is the mantra which is in the Aitri Upanishad. It having created everything, entered it. Now, there is a long discussion about this particular word in the discussion between Shankaracharya and the opponents. They say that having thrusted, it entered itself. Now, there is a state, famous statement, Sangatam Parathatya. So, if a house is being built by the workers, it is not for the workers to stay, it is for the Yajamana to stay. So, the Yajamana Paraptam is for the Yajamana, same way, the creation has entered, then how he entered is that he himself created and he entered himself. How this is not possible is the argument of the opposition or the opponents. The Shankara had very beautiful explanation given where he says that, you know, it is not like a man house on Yajamana entering a house. It is here, it is just like that the Visulinga, the spark from a fire, entered the spark, can we say that? Or did the wave, when it became wave, did the ocean enter the wave? Did the house, when it was built in the space, did the space enter the house? No. All these things are the one which we have to understand. It is not Parartatva, it is that way in which so, Satrushtva Tadevanu Pravishat. It entered it. Dedeve Bhudepya Guham Pravishya. Having entered that every creation, every, every name and form which you can think about it, Tishtanti, he remains there. The Atma remains in everything. So, there is no word we can see. It is so uniform and present everywhere. Therefore, it cannot be seen. Because we cannot see the space because there is no contrast to space. We don't see the space because there is no contrast. 
only when a contrast is there other than that something is there we can see the difference between the two and we have the limitation because of the contrast now when sarvebhya bhudebhya guham pravishaya saheva tishtati it is present in every everything which has become he has become everything how can we see it separate in anything no it is he or that which has become everything etadvaitat so this is one thing which we have to understand very very deeply and lot of introspection is required aranyor nihito jataveda garba ivasu sumruto subruto garbini bhi divo dive divo hido jagrit jagrit vibhir havishyan विभूतिर अनुष्य भी अग्नि जातवेता निर्हिता अरण्य समृद्धो गर्भ इव गर्भिणी दिवे दिव ईढ्यो जागृवी हविष्मी मनुष्य मनुष्य now in this one he is giving an example arani arani is a famous uh, instrument which were used by those old days to create fire jataveta jataveta stands here for fire the agni yagnagni they have a uttaradhi adharani so when they rub two wooden uh, particles heat is generated and the fire comes out now when you look at that wood pieces you can't see the agni there but in the presence of when rubbing the two the fire appears that it is a it is present as a hidden format in the in the two wooden pieces another example which he says garbha eva garbhini bhi in the womb of a pregnant woman the child is present but it cannot be seen from outside neither the child which is inside that garbhanak knows it is available it is present there so it is guha that it is hidden from the knowledge from the external perception dive diva idyo the daily worshiped agni which is being brought out by the arani jagrudit be the meditators who are doing the meditation on the hiranyagarbha here he is referring to the virat forma the havishmabihi the rituals that who are doing the havish havis you know yagnagni in the agni manushyabihi those who are doing the the human activities of yatnyadana tavakarma so all these these people they are daily worshiping in the form of the agni the same entity which is hidden in everything same way all the actions all the reactions all the fruits of action everything is that itself so why should there be a difference need for the, in that incompleteness within the individuals is because of the ignorance etadvaitat the one who knows this he is no more attracted towards these multiplicity which he sees outside
Now the next verse is Yataschedeti Surya Astam Yatrata Gachati Tam Deva Sarve Arpitastu Nantyedi Kaschana Etadvaitata Sarve Devaha All Devatas Arpitaha are established Tam in that Yatacha from which Surya Udeti Cha Yatra Astam Gachati Na Kanjana Atyedi. Now here the example of Surya is being given. Surya is having a state from where it comes up. And it it goes down in the sun dusk. Just as the awareness comes when waking and it goes back into the deep sleep when it is when it is in the end of the waking. Same way the sun rises to to show the world of experiences to us. On the sunset, the entire world is gone and it is no more perceivable. Same way, in his presence, the whole world is experienced as Jagaridandam, Sopnandam, as a dream and the waking. When that is in this in the astam when it is sunset or when the setting takes place, nothing is experienced. So this waking of hours every day to experience the world outside and going back to deep sleep is compared like the sunrise and sunset in this one. Nothing exceeds that. There is nothing beyond these two. If you look at the world outside, everything is within the sunlight. And inward, if you look inward, only when the awareness comes, we have experienced the dream and the waking. Natatra suryo bhati na chandra tarakam nema vidyato bhanti kutoya magni tameva bhantam anubhati sarvam prasyavasa sarvamidam vipati. There is another very famous mantra which is there in the Gita also. Natatra suryo bhati na chandra tarakam. In the light of that, even sun cannot enshrine that. Chandratarakam, neither the sun, the moons and the stars has no light compared to that or it can, these lights can no capacity to lighten that. Natatra suryo bhadina chandratarakam. Nema vidyudo bhanti kutoya magni. Neither the fire nor the thunder lightening, none of them can light that atma which is that and which is the one with which the waking and the ending is getting illumined by experience. Ameva bandam anubadi sarvam. Only in the presence of the atma, the self-illumining awareness. Anubadi sarvam. Everything, even the sun becomes sun only if that atma is giving the light. Otherwise, even sunlight is insignificant in front of the atma's light. That is why in some of the experiences there is a Surya Kodi, Samaprabha. Like a thousand sun, it is that, it is shines like that thousand sun because to, so to illumine the sun, uh, if thousand suns are there, then only it can be illumined like that is ex, that human mind's capacity to think. So, Tameva Bandam Anubadi Sarvam Tasyavasa Sarvam Idam Vivadi. In the light of the Atma only, every experience is there. Etat Vaitata. 
that is the one which you have been asking Odna Chiketa in all these lives, everything. So, Yama is giving that all sorts of explanation possible so that a student like Nanchiketa can understand what is that Atma, which is seen by the Dhiraha, Avruta Chakshu Amrudattu Michan, for the in search of immortality when he saw it in his, in his own himself, which is everywhere. There is nowhere it can be seen because that is why it is also Gudam. It is because it cannot be seen because that is there everywhere. Like the space without contrast we can see. There is nothing other than that. Therefore, we don't, we can't see it. That is how it is being explained. I'll take the 10th verse onwards in the next class. So I'll stop it here because that 10th and 11th mantras have to go together. And next Friday, that is day after tomorrow, I won't be taking class because I have some busy arrangement. So we will have it in the next Wednesday, the 10th verse on so onwards for this chapter, this valley. We'll stop it here. Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamudachyade Purnasya Purnamadaya Purnamevavashishyade Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om Thank you. On behalf of everybody in the room as well, I thank Aurobindji for uh, doing this for us, uh, for elaborating the essence of the Upanishads. In fact, this Vali begins with uh, an astounding assertion that our senses are naturally outward. That is where our search begins in the understanding that we are generally extroverted. When you say extroverted, not our uh, state of mind, but the power of the senses. And this point here, that the extroversion of the mind and how the mind by its very nature is obsessed with the external reality as the only reality, as we read uh, previously, where the Upanishad says, Iheva loka nasti paraitimani punah punah apadyate me vasham. Yama says that when a person thinks that this external reality of existence is the only truth, and there is no truth beyond it, then he comes again and again into my grip. When you say again and again into my clutches, what it simply means is we become subject to birth and death. So there's a very interesting uh, portion in the uh, Gita where Shankaracharya in the introduction says about Krishna, he says, Jata Iva. It is as if he's born. It's only a semblance. It's as if he's born. And many people took to, uh, you know, uh, uh, annoyance saying that, what do you mean God is as if it is born? So there, the insights of Advaita is not to prove that something 
externally is there which is unreal it is simply to say that the essence of everything is eternal if there is even an iota of an idea that i have a beginning and i have an end forget the end nobody thinks about the end in fact everybody believes they were born but not even one person believes that they're going to die you know we might think we might read but at this very moment can we embrace the idea of death and can we embrace the idea of annihilation no one can because the essence of that comes from sat the ever existing reality but we mistake that for the body and we think we have a beginning and he who thinks who has a beginning has an end and if for that sense to ensure that that kind of a misplaced idea does not fall into the idea of understanding of krishna shankaracharya makes it very clear saying that this jata eva as if he's born because if you say that he's born then you'd say krishna died and then you would want to say okay after krishna is born krishna has died krishna has left his mortal coil and is sitting in some plane there and he's guiding and he's uh, ruling the destiny of others it becomes just a whole process of projected imagination and to uh, do that to ensure that people don't fall into that trap and ensure that yes krishna is god but if you want to understand the essence of krishna know for sure that it is immaterial of his birth or death that krishna that sat that existence is eternal and this is only an appearance the same thing here in the upanishad starts off with that astounding idea that we being forced to look outward and to think of the external senses to be the only reality fall into a big trap of mortality fall into a big trap of being limited and if we think that this alone is the world this alone is the reality which is true if you go outside and if you uh, see the not just the the people and their engagements but the vibrations if you talk you need to have a big case study you know you need to meet a lot of people you need to think about perspectives you need to think about the philosophy you need to question you will be astounded to learn that people believe this moment of the senses with the sense objects and the existence of the waking state is a very hard bound reality and the upanishad starts off by saying that it's thrown outward and some wise people kaschid dhira who are not just the word dhira is of course directly translated as wisdom but it also means a person who is daring enough to also put an end to the assumption of the mind that this world is real pratyagatmana maiksha to know who i am who i am as an individual entity what is my essence avritta chakshuhu amritatvam ichchhan for the sake of immortality and this immortality is not immortality where you know you start uh, explaining what is immortality you're free you're infinite no get outside mortality finish the idea of mortality once and for all that which negates the idea of mortality is immortality after that if you go to define it you wish to define it but defining it again limits immortality that which comes to an end of being a mortal is immortality and that essence is to be found out pratyagatmana maikshat avritta chakshuhu amritatvam ichchhan for immortality for the sake of that the senses are turned inward so whatever was discussed by aurobindji whatever beautiful explanations have been given 
are, of course, for speculation, contemplation, study, but they are for meditation. Meditation in the sense to say, this is what is said. Is it really true? Is there something like that? Can I look? Can I find out? And the Upanishad says, yes. And for to, to do that, to find out what the Upanishad says is look inward. Inward is turning the gaze within. You don't have to like, you know, turn your head within or your eyes inward. It's just put an end to the assumption that the external reality is a heartbound reality and then inquire. If we generally look outside and start inquiring about the nature of what is outside, it says that the very nature of ours is chit, to know, and that knowing power will be generated no matter what. Even if you shut your senses, uh, mind to the outside world, the knowing remains. And that knowing, the chit aspect of our being will take us to the truth because once you say that this world externally is over, then the mind goes inward to search for who I really am. And on this premise, all the other verses were taken on as a meditative theme to understand the nature of that which is guham, which is the secret, which is that at the core of every entity of ours that cannot be seen but exists. And that is to be known. So with this wonderful discussion, uh, I mean study of the Upanishads, now we go to our next phase of today's session, and that is discussion. We will have it uh, for some time uh, until Aurobindji uh, would feel that uh, uh, the discussion on this topic is done. And then we'll close the room and again open the room for general discussions. So uh, now the questions. Uh, uh, here, it's only question and answers. So I request you to limit it to that rather than your views and perspectives, because that will be done in another room. Now, if there are any questions based on the study, please feel free to come up and uh, ask your questions and understand the ideas that were discussed. Thank you. I would just like to uh, uh, give a suggestion to Raj, where you said that the replay off can be done. Settings we have that can be done. Can we, can we, can we, can we, can we can continue the same. Shiva, you you got broken in between. We couldn't. We didn't hear anything from you. Can you repeat, please? Is it audible now? Yes. Hello. Yeah, Raj, uh, you can uh, off this replay uh, by the upper side when Jatavet uh, is there. No? There you have three points. Underneath that you can go. Moderators can do that. Uh, they can go there and they can off that replay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes, you are. We are aware of that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We can we, but uh, we don't need to. There was a discussion on this, so I thought I'll add. Okay, thank you, Shiva, for that information. So we are aware of that. Thank you. Uh, my question to Arubanduji is, how to control each sensors? And what are, how, how could each sensors have their own way that wants to uh, move towards the external uh, reality of this world? 
So each senses have to be because if I if we concentrate on one sense or on two or sense or three senses, how about other two senses? They they could take the charge and they could they could uh, found out uh, what are the best ways in that senses can be absorbed absorbed or controlled or even conquer it. Conquer also could be a right word. Out. See. As the mantra said, Paranchikani Vidransu, the, the, the sense organs will see and will go outward. We have no control on that. That is how the sense organs are created. What is the Upanishad is asking us is to know the nature of the sense organs. You can control, you can, you know, have dominance over anything. Only if you know how it is working. Suppose if you are driving a car, unless you know how the car can be driven, you cannot sit behind the wheel and drive the car. Nor a bicycle with which doesn't have a motor also. Even for a child to walk, he doesn't. He did not know how to balance himself until he was given the practice to do that. So when it comes to sense organs, unless we know how it is being functioned or what are the methods in which it is, when only we can have a control. And as you rightly said, controlling one in one sense organ is not the way to do it. All the sense organs have got a common point of what you call convergence, which is in the mind. That is why that data example was given in the previous valley. Only an intellect which has control over the mind can control over the sense organs. The sense organs can only run out like a horse run forward only. It cannot look back to the owner of the car sitting inside that cart. Nor it can look to the reins or the intellect who is controlling it. It will only look outward and run outward. But where to run, how to run, and what is to be done has to be done by both intellect and the mind. The mind has no logic to decide as to what is good, what is bad, or which is to be what is to be done, what is not to be done. That is power is available only with the intellect. So therefore, the charioter, the intellect, which has the intellectual no conviction what is go taking me towards my goal which are the things which i should be doing that should be practiced and instructed the mind and the mind when it is not in control only the intellect will know the mind is not in control mind itself will not know it is not in control because the mind has no knowledge of what it is doing when it is doing it just gets engaged in it so a sensual pressure comes through the sense organs. The mind naturally will be interested in only enjoying the sensual organs. Whether that is a right one or rotten one or whether how long or how short or whether when or when not. All those choices are with the intellect. And here intellect also has a advantage over the sense organs and the mind is that it can even override the input which is given by the sense organ to the mind 
to give a different value for the experience now for example when we are seeing an object the object becomes desirable because the sense organ do not know is a desirable one or not only the mind will know it's desirable or not so when the mind is getting engaged in the desirable object through using the sense organs the mind has no knowledge that permanency or impermanency of the object it is under the assumption that it is a permanent engagement the mind continues to engage but the intellect knows the diminishing utility the diminishing value of that engagement so before engagement itself that intellect can take a decision as to is it required is it not required or if it is required for the survival of the body or my living how long and how what should be the level of you know engagement i should allow it to happen these type of decisions by the intellect is what is called the dhira or the one who knows that even if the money is available i don't splurge it type of an decision when the mind takes it that is the way in which the mind a mind is being controlled by the intellect knowing very well that a continued engagement by the mind will only diminish both the sense organ and the mind the intellect withdraws it at the second thing is that seeing an object as it is without likes and dislikes because in the entire center of the world we have both the opposites likes and dislikes good and bad you know light and darkness all those dualities are there but to see an object as an object see a flower as a flower it is good it is nice all those things are one side or i don't like the flower i don't i think though i can destroy it that is another way but the flower is for the flower it exists for its own itself purpose i have neither liking nor disliking to the flower is another the attitude which intellect can take so if this way the intellect controls the attention of the seeker gives more attention to the awareness for with which he is able to do that that is where the avrta chakshu takes this he is able to control more to look within the source of the experiencer rather than getting forgetting the experiencer getting into the experience of the world outside this is what is the methodology in which one can have control over the external world this asha uh, thank you arvindo ji i said i saw your uh, google or um, the spotify thing so much is there so much is there so i need a, a more than a year to learn all those learn at least listen to that yeah thank you so much thank you ashwini this replay how long it is uh, will be in this uh, system any idea uh, because uh, when i actually i work so uh, i'm in office definitely free, de- definitely it is more than one month because we okay. have seen november things existing even in december end 
ओके या दिस रिप्लेस जस्ट आई थिंक लास्ट मंथ दे इंट्रोड्यूस दिस ऑप्शन बिफोर दैट इट वाज नॉट देयर देन आई अपडेटेड या आई अपडेटेड माय ऐप देन बट देन दे दे हैव आल्सो ब्रॉट इन वन मोर थिंग यू कैन डाउनलोड इट ओ रियली वाओ दैट इज यस ओ आई डिड नॉट नो दिस फीचर या बिकॉज़ आई वर्क uh so i can't uh, uh, now i'm in office time so i can't only when i evening or weekend i can do but uh, really thank you so much this is this is what i was looking uh, i don't know how much i understand but uh, this is what i was looking for my life like future yeah thank you thank so you much. sir Asha, just so you know, uh, you're not alone, and uh, uh, we're very blessed to have uh, Arabindaji and Jatavida and Prasad to be able to to share this. Um, we're very lucky. So I share your enthusiasm and your childlike delight when I first heard uh, Arabindaji speak. It was uh, like a bomb going off. So it's wonderful. Yes, I'm with you, Patrick. That's true. Yeah, can I ask you uh, one personal question, Arvind Bajil? You did any course in uh, uh, like India? Any guru you have, or uh, you're from Kerala? Uh, I'm from Bangalore, so but I stay in US. Yeah, I'm from Kerala, but then I am in this path since 1973. Oh, okay, with so my, you have any guru? Uh, you, so I started start, started with Chinmayananji. Okay, okay. Then okay. I had many gurus in my way. But after his demise, also I am still. Even now, I am studying. The study <laughs> never stops. That's that, true. That, this right. this one, no, no, India. That I, yeah. I agree. Right. But yeah, thank you so much. I am blessed that Patrick told I met you. At least virtually, I met you. Thank you so much. <laughs>